That's what's proper and that's what's right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, blood of the Lamb of God. The Lamb that was slain before the very foundations of the world. Oh, we reverence you, Holy Spirit. We, we thank you for your great and mighty works, Lord God. That you went on Calvary on our behalf, Father. You slew death in the grave. Hallelujah. You captured, Father, darkness in your hand, Lord God. And you snatched us out of darkness. And you brought us into this marvelous light. This light of truth. This light of living. You brought us into truth, Lord God. We be forever grateful for your goodness, for all of your acts of might, all your acts of power, all your acts of honor. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy, Lord God. Is the Lamb. Thank you for your goodness, Father. Thank you, Lord God, for your mercy, your loving kindness, Lord God. Your everlasting love, Father. Yes. Oh, we just exalt you, Lord God. We magnify you, Father. You are worthy to be praised and to be honored in this place. We lift up our voices. We lift up our voices of joy. We lift up our voices of triumph and victory, Father. Victory over sin and death in the grave. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Victory over death over sin in the grave, hallelujah, hallelujah. Our king, he reigns forever and ever and ever and ever. Our king, he reigns forever. There's no one like you. There would be no one like you before or after you, Lord God. You are forever and forever, our God, our great Jehovah, our king, Adonai, Emmanuel, God that's with us, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, you reign, Lord God. You reign forever. You reign victory over our life, in our home, in our finances, in our marriages, in our relationship. You reign, Lord God. You be exalted. You be glorified, Father. Be glorified in our minds. Be glorified in our jobs. Be glorified, Lord God. You be glorified and high and lifted up forever and forever, our Lord and our King. worship and adore. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our King and our Lord. You are. You are our Lord and you are our King. Oh, we bless you, Lord God. We bless you. We bless you, Lord. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you. Hallelujah. He is worthy. He is worthy. He is worthy. In whatever circumstance you're in, he's worthy. However you're feeling today, he's still worthy. You may not have what you want to have, but he's still worthy. He is still worthy. His goodness is still shown upon your life. His goodness is still raining on your life. He's still worthy. No matter what you're experiencing, he's still worthy. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In the face of death, he's still worthy. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. My king, he reigns forever. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He reigns in my troubles, hallelujah, hallelujah. He reigns in my finances, hallelujah. My king reigns forever. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 
And when you know he reigns forever, the things that you're experiencing doesn't affect you because your king, he reigns forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's something being aligned to a king of all kings. Being in relationship with the king of all kings. Having all providence and having all power. Hallelujah. You are in line with kings of all kings. We just bless you, Lord God. You are the, the peace, Father. You are our shar shalom. You are our great advocate, Lord God. You cause us to rest in times of trouble. In our most worst storm, you call us to be at rest. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because if you realize it, the storm pays off. Hallelujah. The storm pays off. And your greatest trouble, Dina, your greatest storm, Dee, it pays off. It doesn't feel like it, but it's paying off. He causes us to rest in the most horrific situation, the greatest tragedy. He brings honor out of a tragic situation. He can bring honor out of the greatest tragedy. I read where a pastor lost three of his daughters this past week in a car accident. At the same time, same moment, he lost three of his children. And he said, inside of me, my feelings and my emotion, they're torn up. He said, but my God has caused me to even have rest in this. See, until it's you, you don't understand how much God really loves you. How much he can turn the most tragic event in your life to the most glorious moment in your life. God was glorified in that tragic death of his daughters because a man of God for the words that he had preached all of his life he had to now stand on what he'd been telling all the people I still trust my God Whitney even with my daughters being taken away from me they were all various age 15, 20, in their early 20s he, and snatched out of his life and he said, I, in this, I still trust God. Pastor, he said, in this, I still trust God as God. I still trust God as God. Friendly, you know, see, all the different things that you think you're going through and what you're experiencing, and it's so horrible and how you feel. This man of God lost three of his daughters Jay, three at the same time in a tragic accident. Someone swirled out of their lane and was a head-on. 
They died on impact. Going to a church conference to minister on their way, going to minister. See, they, they won't out. You see, people calling themselves Christians going and they are found in a club somewhere and calling themselves people of God. But no, they were out of being about the father's business. And a tragic accident took them out of this, this world. And the father said, the human part of me is torn up in the inside. But the inner man, my spirit says, I trust God is still God. Can you say that? That what you're going through today, that you can look in the face of adversity and say, I still look at the, the thing that has risen up, really not to destroy you, but to bring you a higher place in God Amen. and say, look directly at it and say, my God is still God. I still trust that my God is still God. Look at your situation today and say, decide within yourself to say that your God is still God. I still trust. You may be seated. Hallelujah. That kind of takes me to our topic. Holy Spirit, this is so awesome. First of all, I want to just give honor to Holy Spirit, his purpose and plan for today. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I just thank everyone who read the word of God today. I, I think especially mom, she, she walked in the spirit of boldness. Yes, Amen. Did. And gave God glory today. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. And then when you when you minister to God, He ministers back to you, Mom. I'm I'm letting you know I could hear how God was ministering to you yes. when you were ministering to us. So thank Amen. you for your obedience. Amen. 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 Yeah, we get a little see the human part of us. We're a little nervous. That's okay, but you can get past that. You can get past that, <laughs> won't you? And I um definitely want to thank um, Minister Brian Keith as well for bringing forth the Holy Communion. And and the purpose and how God is moving his life. I, it's nothing like seeing what you've been imparting in people's life that they're actually living in. Amen. It, it's nothing like seeing your, your children and the things and the sending the rules and the, the morals and things you have been imparting in their life, Diane, and then you actually see a, a byproduct of your impartation, David. Glory to God. You see how that was done? <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Glory to God. And it's just so amazing when you can see you. Yeah. That's what the Heavenly Father wants to do. Amen. He wants to see himself. And so when um, with being a 
people of God, we must become a prepared people. And that's the message or title today is a prepared people. And um, God just used all these different little incidents and events. And he tied it all together. You have no clue what he's going to do. Uh, we uh, intercessors pray in the other room every Sunday. And what time do we start? 10.45. So um, just a reminder for anyone who wants to come, uh, 10.45, otherwise the door will be locked because they don't want to be interrupted and get started. So 10.45, and I saw Pastor, I saw Dina out in the hallway, and, and Darius and some others out in the hallway. And um, Dina actually came in the ladies' room with me. She said, um, man, um, so the door locked, what's going on? Everyone knows there's something new they didn't know about. Said, Dina said, I actually felt like the woman – the woman who was not ready didn't have her oil mm. when Jesus came mm. for his return, right? All right. And what did you go to this weekend? What did you travel to Lynchburg? Where did you go? She went to Lynchburg. And so she actually, well, I'm just sharing this because I'm just wanting you to know how we should be committed and push ourselves. Amen. Amen. She traveled from Lynchburg, so you woke up, got up 5, 5 a.m. to ensure that she got here today. Mm. She Go ahead, got up 5 a.m. <laughs> to ensure that not only that she would be here, but she was here on time. Mm. Amen. Amen. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. You, she yeah, came yeah, from yeah. Lynchburg. Lynchburg. How, how, how long is the drive? Wait a minute. Hold on. You, did, you she, planned. She, she traveled four hours you, to be on time. You, you so better get what name? you came for. What's your name? Felicia. Okay. I'm sorry. I need to draw attention to you. She was just pulling from a little bit. Uh, so I want to know your name when I, you know, look back at you. Okay. So is that four hours, right? How many is in the same city and you were late? Mm. Four hours. And I said, Dina, I said, um, I said, well, I believe your purpose was for you to be locked out because this is part of my message about being a prepared people. And it deals with his return. So she, she actually experienced what it would feel like to be locked out of God's presence and not being prepared when he returns. Mm. She was like, I just turned the door. I couldn't get in. <laughs> he but did make another way, though. He, he did. And I told him, I said, actually, not only was you supposed to be locked out, but it was for, also for my purpose because I needed her to help me with a few things. So... God is, you know, he used us in different ways and bring revelation. So, glory to God. I'm, I'm very thankful that you not push yourself. See, see, what happens is that when your love is not a push. That's right. Felicia, when your love is it's not a hard thing to do. I just, I just love Berta. See, I just, I just love. So it wasn't hard for me. Oh, am I going to go or be easy for me? Say, I, I just love. So I, I'm, I'm being compelled to get up. Mm. Love compels you to do some things you don't feel like doing. It sure does. Like forgive. <laughs> Amen. Mm. So I just really want to um, cheer that. And uh, Dino said, I'm just so glad that I I came. I said, I really didn't think it was going to come because you were out of town. But how, so, how do so many of us decide because it's something special? Okay, like my birthday is Tuesday. I'm planning on being here. Uh, prayer okay. is at 6.30. Okay. <laughs> I'm, 
Pastor reminded me when he said, oh, it's on Tuesday. I said, oh, this is my birthday. Yep. <laughs> he said, yeah, you'll be here at prayer. <laughs> Amen. See, but with some things that when we, we do outside of church, there's some personal things, nothing wrong with having your, your personal life and you're doing this. Yeah, but This is not a God, God's purpose for your life has a higher calling. It's higher than your personal life. Mm. Amen? Amen. Okay. <laughs> a prepared people. All right. Just, I actually decided to do this lesson out of a request. My sister Kathy had asked me probably maybe two months ago. She said, um, I really want to understand this passage, you know, in Matthew where the ministers or pastors always preach during a ongoing celebration or a funeral. Says, I'm going to prepare a place for you. I'm leaving. I have to go to prepare a place for you. And if, and in my house, there's many mansions. And if it wasn't so, uh, I would have told you. How many of us have an understanding of that? Because that's a that passage is one of the most mistaught passage ever. At a funeral, because it's it's not for the person that's dead, it's for the one that's living. I go to prepare a place for you. Now, and I, that's my foundation, Chris, but I had to give that to you because it's, it's about a prepared people. Amen? Amen? So my question to you, are you prepared for the great day of visitation? Are you prepared for the great day of visitation? And if you are, you should be actively preparing to depart this earthly walk. Are you prepared for the great day of visitation? Well, I'm let you know that if you're not, the, the actual creation is, it's preparing. For the great day of visitation. It's preparing for Jesus' second coming. The creation is. The creation is so much preparing for that it's moaning and groaning that you will know who you are. Creation is preparing a praise when it comes. It, it's praising him now, but it's a Praise when it comes, Pastor. Mm -hmm. That's nothing like the praise that the creation is doing now. Mm -hmm. What you see when you travel and go to, go to all these exotic places and you think it's all so beautiful, that is the praise, not for you, you happen to see it, but it's for God, that the creation is expressing to its creator. Mm -hmm. it's, it has a praise that's actually disguised right now and hidden because of the fall of Adam. The creation can't praise God the way that it wants to because of Adam fallen nature mm -hmm. that has fallen on creation. The earth itself is not in its original way that you would see it. As Pastor has taught us that when you see a flower, that's not the true color of the flower. 
because it's in a fallen state. It's in Adam's fallen state. So when you travel and you see what you think is all so beautiful, that's still not its original state. Creation desires to shake itself from Adam's fallen state. It desires to be shaken away from what is corruption and death and decay. Because it's decaying just like we are. Mm -hmm. It's dying just like we are. It desires creation, desires to shake off the fallen state. It's waiting for the great day of a full redemption yep. with the Son of Man. Come on. It, it, it's waiting to be redeemed with the children of God. Creation is. The things that you, you, so, you, you look at and you're you so moved by and you're so excited, whether it, it be the water, whether it be a certain location when you travel, it's something when you look at the sky, when you look at the stars, the star still doesn't have the shine of its original state. Mm -mm. You still don't see it in its actual original brilliance because of Adam's fall. How have we prepared? How are we preparing? Well, this is the frustration that many pastors and teachers have is that they prepare you every time you come to the gathering when mm -hmm. you hear the word of God you are being prepared for his second coming but you don't receive the word like you're being prepared for his second coming you're being prepared so much that's said well how many lessons have I taught well I know I've taught at least 52 in a year so each year you hear, at least on Sunday, 52 messages. And for anyone have been with us a little longer, 100 plus lessons. And these lessons have dealt with so many different parts of you, of your identity, your identity in Christ. Chain reaction of the soul. Help me with some of the types. Come on. I, I, harnessing your emotions. Come on. The glory. Breakthrough, making a, making a clean cut. Hope against hope. Mm -hmm. Faith dethrones time. Matters, Matters of, of the, the heart. heart. The killing place. Breathe Marriage again. covenant never ends. Breathe again. Breathe again. There's many more. The, the, the secret mystery. The reality of the word. Come on, I need you to, I need you just to recall. Mm -hmm. Do a total recall for me right now. <laughs> Doctrine of revelation. Mm -hmm. Don't empty his name. Identification in Christ. Goodness. Be mm -hmm. aware of the religious spirit. Learning to touch the truth. Mm. So all of these messages and many, many more, right? 
disarming tragedy, <laughs> retaining Christ, life of an overcomer. Wow. You got a nice theme going there. Enforcing our blood covenant. Look at this. Forgetting what manner of man. Being in the right mind. Guarding the truth. House made of thoughts. Look at, look at the theme that's going on. Don't empty his, his name. name. Genuine baptism. Harnessing our emotions. emotions. Mm. So we we have, I mean, there is a that ain't even all. Oh, the death walk, an untrodden path. Mm. So so what we what we are hearing here is that these are messages that God has given me for you to prepare you for his return. Mm. Things about how to how to really renew your mind, how to take control of your emotions. Know your enemy. Know your enemy. So if I can identify my enemy, I know his attacks. I know what's me and what's not me. So I, I have the tools to live a successful Christian life, right? Mm -hmm. He has given you messages to help your marriage. Mm. To help you as an individual, to help you, you as a person just being in society at your job, to be a mother, a good father, a husband, Christian. a good steward, walking and operating the spirit of excellence as a child of God. Real purpose of money. That was my Real purpose of money. God's purpose. He's been trying to teach you to detach yourself. From your precious, which is your money. Precious. <laughs> your precious. And he's been doing all of that to get you to a place that when he returns, like those three young ladies, it's involved in a tragic accident. Mm. Of all what you've heard, have you applied? Are you living the word? So when I come, Come for my word. I'm coming for myself. I'm coming for myself. I'm coming to rectify myself. Are you ready? I want to know. Are you ready? I'm. I'm trying my my best in doing that and preparing you to be ready for His return. But we, as a people, we have a a type of truth that we believe is truth. And because we never really had the established of truth, which is the word of God, we have received this earthly walk society as truth. So you won't receive a, really the, the primary truth, which is the word of God. You are living in your reality of truth in your earth walk. Your earth walk is your truth. This is why there's no excitement for the real truth. Your excitement comes from your false truth, your earth walk. See, so you, I was talking to, to um, Brian yesterday, and we were just saying how he's, 
you know, sometimes you think I'm, you know, people may perceive me as this, this, that, you know, I, I may be, when it comes to the word of God, I'm talking over them. I have so much to say, and, and, and I kind of feel bad about it. And I said, no, never feel bad about glorifying your God. It's your fire. Don't, don't quench the Holy Spirit because their fire needs to be rekindled. It's simply our fire needs to be rekindled. That's right. Stoke it. We really have to learn to endure. Endure hardship. Endure. Endure hardship. Mm -mm. Ridicule. Actually, even death sometimes. Learn to stand on the word of God, no matter what you're experiencing. Learn to stand on the word. We must make our home eternity, not this earth walk. You made this earth walk to be your home. This is why when a diagnosis of, oh, you, you, you probably have six months to live, it's so sad to you because this is your home. You desire to still be here, what you're familiar with. You're not familiar with your eternal home, this, this, this new residence. You, you've never really moved, quite moved in. You know, when you kind of you get a new place, but you don't, don't put all your stuff up. And until you put all your stuff up and empty out all your luggage, you don't quite feel at home. Mm -hmm. And that's what we, we haven't done. We haven't made eternity our home. I want us to go to our um, foundation scripture here. So I, won't I won't keep you long. Uh, it's going to have to be probably part two and three. So we're going to go to John 14, verse 1 and 2. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Like I said, this is a very familiar passage. It says here, let, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Why is he saying, let not your heart be troubled? Well, first of all, Jesus is saying, I have to go. And they don't want him to leave. Even Peter was saying, he said, where you go, I, 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 want, I want to go. He said, where I'm going, you, you can't go with me now. He said, surely, he said, I will lay down my life for you. He said, Peter, truly, truly, before the cock crowed three times, you're going to deny me. He said, I, I hear in your zeal, and I feel your zeal. He said, but you're not even ready to go where I'm going now. And this is what we're saying. We're saying yes to a lot of things that God has asked us to do, but you're, you're not prepared for the yes. You're not prepared to go. He, he was saying, I, I want to go. The goal is the yes. He said, you're not ready for the yes. He, he said, truly, truly. He said, I, I love you for your zeal, but your zeal is not going to get you where I'm going. 
I, I need a pure yes. I, I need a surrendered yes. yes. And so this is what was happening with the disciples. They were, they were troubled in their hearts that Jesus had to leave away. And they were saying that it doesn't make sense. You've only been with us for a short while, and you're the Messiah. You're our Savior, and now you're going to leave us. What's going to become of us? And he said to them, let your heart, don't be bothered by my leaving. Because my leaving is for your, is for your, is for your betterment. I, I, I have to leave. Mm -hmm. And it speaks here. So he gave them a comforting word. It wasn't about how we believe that this passage means that in my father's house, that when you, you die here in this world, you, you're going to be with me eternally. And we know that it's true, but this is not what this passage is saying. How many of you believe that? That's what that passage actually meant, that when I, when I go, I go to prepare a place for you. And in my house there's many mansions. If it wasn't so, I would have told you. Did you believe that this passage was about you actually being, returning to eternity with God forever? That that's what it was all about. That's not what it was all about. It's a, a greater, a deeper meaning than that because it's not – our emphasis tend to be on heaven. Mm -hmm. See, that makes you feel good because if I die, I'm going to be in heaven, right? Makes you feel good. Yep. So it's a, a it's a comforting scripture that when you see someone, you go to a funeral and 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 they said, okay, then this person is they they're gone on, you know, this they this is just a shell of their body, but this is not it for them. They're gonna go on and be with the Lord. He said, I'm not. I'm not, that's not, that's not the focal point. The focal point is this, is that it's not the place, but it's the place, a prepared people. I need you to be prepared. See, what we focus on is the place. Yep. You, you focus on the here and after. But the here and after is the here and after you. The here and after you, the new creation, the after. That's what he's talking about. In my father's house, it's just, just so much. I'm going to try to hit this. Uh, in my father's house, again, it's not a, it's not the place. Uh, it is in the father. It's in the father. In the father. Is many many dwelling places. It's an embodiment, just like the Holy Spirit is indwelling inside of you. In the Father's house, <laughs> there is many dwelling places. He's even talking about the. Celestial and the terrestrial. Everything that he created. Because it has a, a domain, an a, a area where it is. And he's talking about power and principalities. Everything that he created. And thrones. Everything has a, a structure. A, it had to have an a, a environment. And it can't exceed the environment of the, the dwelling place. Power. He's not only people, but power. 
authority, the throne, his throne. In my father's house. Just walk with me. Because I have to have to explain to you the father. The father is spirit. The father is spirit. But you have known the father as God. A distant concept. Yep. Alicia, right? So, you see, we know the Father as God, and there are many gods. But the Father is spirit. He's spirit. He is a divine expression of the Son. So, when, when Jesus came, when the Father came, in the flesh, he came in the expression of the word. Right. See, we got to get the revelation of the Trinity. Because if not, you don't have a connection to your creator. Come on, preach. He is a divine expression of the spirit. It's God's nature. His nature is this, I am. That I am, or I am what I become. He became the word in the flesh. I am. He became the expression of the word by embodying the flesh. So that you could hear. He said, so he was still on the throne because now as the word as his son, he was just an expression of the word. I had to come in that form so you could hear me. Spirit, focal point. He is spirit. Not a spirit, he is spirit. He created everything. And when it says nothing was made that did not come out of him. So everything is the expression of the spirit. The divine spirit. Romans 1.20 says, For the invisible things of him for the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead. What he's saying here, the invisible things are clearly seen. What you can't see, you clearly see. And it's understood by the things that are made. Latina's like, no, girl, you hurt my head. <laughs> See, I am going so because, see, what has to happen, Greg, is that we have to understand, but we have to first become students of the word. I have to be alert. I have to be awake. This is about your life. He is spirit, a divine spirit that expresses.